Hey, Scott Walker here on our podcast, You Can't Recall Courage. Thanks so much for joining us today, September 11, 2020. Hard to believe, but the students in our schools today, uh, at least those in our kindergarten through high school and many of our freshmen and sophomores in college all across the country who are 19 years or younger today, never heard never heard the words we heard on 9-11-2001 because they're born after the 9-11 tax on America. You see, instead of living through it, all of these students from kindergarten, like I said, all the way through high school, including a lot of young men and women who are freshmen, maybe even some sophomores, depending on what their ages are, any of them that are under the age of 19, 19 younger than 19 as of today, we're not born. So I think about it. For me, I'm in my early 50s now. The closest thing I can relate to is like learning about what people felt like when the United States was attacked on December 7th, 1941 at Pearl Harbor. I mean, it's it's not the same as, as being a part of it. And certainly even for those who were born but were young, uh, my kids were in elementary school at the time, Matt and Alex. They were, in fact, I remember that day vividly. I would imagine like just about anybody else who was more than just a few years old. I, I can remember at the time, you know, Tonette, my wife, was at work. Uh, our kids were getting ready for elementary school at Roosevelt Elementary School, just up the way from our home in Wauwatosa. That morning, Tonette had gone into work early, so I was getting the kids ready. They were in the kitchen eating breakfast and Tanette called and said, go into the other room. Don't turn on the TV in the kitchen. Go and turn on the TV in the living room and watch what's happening. And uh, shortly after I did that, uh, we saw the images of the hijacked airplane going into the second tower of the World Trade Center. And I remember just the horror. Um, at, at the time, I remember right, I think it was Peter Jennings and ABC had broken in. People forget, you know, in the Midwest in particular, we, we have a delay that, that while it's taped alive, it's not actually live. It's delayed by an hour. I, I've learned that over the years as I've done morning national television, that it's it's actually an hour earlier, but it's played it's played as though it's live. But Peter Jennings had broke in, was giving us the update as to what they were learning. I think initially they thought it was, in, in, the, in the past apparently this had happened, New York with smaller planes had gotten lost or out of flight patterns and sometimes there'd be small damage to buildings if they got too close. But this was clear. This was something bigger than that. And to see it happen once, um, we saw the images, we didn't see it live, but then to see the second plane going in and not knowing what was happening and just being in absolute shock. And then I remember, as crazy as it seems now, I just can't imagine this, but when I was at work, took the kids into school, got into my carpool, went over to the state capitol, which is amazing to even think about that now because it just seems so ridiculous. But we traveled over to the capitol, and in this carpool, we had the radio on listening to the news. And as we got about to the exit for Delafield, the announcer literally said that the the towers had come down. And I think I remember looking at each other in the in the carpool thinking, this isn't even possible. This has to be mistaken. It had to be a smaller building adjacent as part of the World Trade Center complex. But but as they explained more, we realized that the towers themselves, these two gigantic towers, we'd 
been to New York before that, had seen it, and just couldn't even fathom that. And, uh, of course, my first reaction to all this was just shock. I mean, how could this happen on American soil? And, and later we turned around after being in the Capitol, came back, went home, picked up the kids. I think we were all shocked. Uh, and then the shock went into just worry, being worried about Matt Alex, being worried. Was this somehow the start of another world war? Was with this, you know, with these images of these fallen towers haunt them for the rest of their lives? And then something really unique happened to us. Uh, I remember a day or so later, this was on a Tuesday, if I remember right, September 11th, 2001 was a Tuesday. President uh, George W. Bush, um, a day or so later, called on all of us to go out and stand on their porches and light a candle, light a light, if I remember right, on that Friday night. And uh, Tanette and I mentioned it to some of the families at school. We were amazed that night. We come out of our, our small little home, open up the front door that evening, and there was a crowd in our front yard. I, I think people yearned to be together. You know, the phrase united we stand popped up all over the place. And it really was true. People wanted to be there. And so we wanted to do this together. We didn't, we were afraid. We didn't want to be afraid alone. We wanted to be there together, feeling that to be strength in numbers. That that phrase united we stand really was true. And so we ran back into the house. We got some, we had a bunch of small little candlesticks. We cut them up into pieces, made sure that everybody, all the parents, all the kids, all the other neighbors got them. And then my dad and my mom had come over and my dad, a retired minister, said a beautiful prayer that evening. And we didn't know what else to do. So we, we sang patriotic songs for close to an hour. And I look back at that and I'm just so thankful because to me, not just for that moment, but I, I look back and realize that my son's memories of that week are more of holding the candles and seeing the, the faces of family and friends gathered together in our yard and ultimately in communities all across the country. And for that matter, that night, there were freedom-loving people around the world that joined us. That's the memory. That's what we have to remember. And, and that's what we have to tell young people because, again, like I said, for anybody who was born uh, less than 19 years ago, they were born after 9-11. Now more than ever, we must never forget the lives that were lost. We must never forget the heroic actions of so many who literally ran into the danger. Well, understandably, so many others were running out. And I think it's incredibly important to remember who did this to us, who did this to us, and why they did it. You see, we lost nearly 3,000 innocent lives on September 11, 2001. Hijacked commercial airplanes, as you said, hit the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City. Another ultimately hit the side of the Pentagon, just outside of our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. And a final plane, which many believed was headed towards a target like the White House or the United States Capitol or some other major site in Washington, that flight crashed near Shanksville, Pennsylvania. We must never forget. One of the one of the many reasons, but one of the more compelling reasons, I'm I'm really thrilled and honored to be coming in the not too distant future in as the new president of an organization called Young America's Foundation, commonly called YAF. But one of the things I love is that every year, every year. Um, Young Americans Foundation 
puts on a program called 9-11, Never Forget. And they, in doing this, they, they help students all across the country on, on high school and college campuses uh, run this 9-11, Never Forget project, which the main focal point is putting up 2,977 flags on campuses all across the country as part of the project. In fact, this year, for example, in Santa Barbara, where the Reagan Ranch Center's at, and then just outside of Santa Barbara up in the mountains is the ranch that President and Mrs. Reagan had that Yaf acquired more than two decades ago, and it's part of the educational experience there. This year, the normally they, they put out on the grass in front of the Reagan Ranch Center um, the flags, the, the 2,977 flags representing each of those innocent lives lost 19 years ago on 9-11. Normally, they put them on the lawn out in front of the center, but because of all the weird restrictions in California and Santa Barbara, this year they literally went up. They they went up last night and yesterday during the day and, and put those flags up on the ranch itself. What a beautiful sight at the top of this peak, and I'll post some pictures of that later today, but but just what a fabulous sight. But, but what a fitting tribute. What an extraordinary tribute to the lives that were lost that day. You think about the innocent lives, so many people going into work, um, not knowing, having any idea what their experience might be, a handful of them being from Wisconsin over the years. We've gone and etched their names at the monument there at the World Trade Center, and we met many of their families and learned their stories. You think about the heroes, not just the people who were caught in the World Trade Centers or the Pentagon or in the planes themselves. Um, many of them were heroes, uh, but but in New York City, there were 343 firefighters, so many who ran into into the towers to get people out. There were 23 New York City police officers. There were 37 Port Authority police officers that each of them that died that day. At the Pentagon in Virginia, just outside Washington D.C., 184 people died, and of course there were 40 passengers on United Flight 93. And as many of us have, have learned about over the years, a number of those passengers literally got together and forced the plane to crash. They they made a run for the cockpit and they forced the plane to crash into a field instead of hitting the Capitol or the White House or one of the other major sites in our nation's capital. They were just so many amazing heroes. We will never forget. When we come back, I want to talk some more about who did this to us and why they did this to us and why we will never, ever forget. 